on the cusp in the truck, not in the car this time. I am in the Music Ranch Montana sponsored music truck that we drive around. It's a big box truck with a stage on it. I'm driving a box truck through Jersey City. That's right, Jersey. Somewhere around there. I can't I can't nail the accent, but I try. So I've been up here for five days now. Five days. I had to think about it. And I was on the cusp of leaving this morning and last night. Oh my gosh. This was this is embarrassing. Last night I was filling up the water tank in the camper. We pull an RV. We pulled an RV to Jersey City. Oh my gosh, I can see the the Empire State Building. It's beautiful. Anyway, I'm I'm looking at the Holland Tunnel right now. So I'm trying to get back to the RV. I had to go to Home Depot because the fresh water tank, I was filling it up last night and it just fell out. The tank just plop right on the ground. Now, fortunately, we were in the RV park when it happened, stationary, but this is not a very old camper. We're talking a year and a half, maybe two years old, I guess, since it has been built, but these things, man, they don't make them like they used to. I'll tell you that. It's almost like it was made in China, but no, it was made in Indiana, which is not China, but it may as well be. Because they slapped it together and shoved it out of there right during COVID. I imagine there was people that are qualified to work at a Taco Bell that were working on this camper and shoved it out the back door. And I'm driving it around. This thing has fallen fallen apart like crazy for the last year and a half since we've had it. It actually is owned by Music Ranch Montana. I am not complaining because this thing has been a major blessing to our family. Um, But... Again, it just amazes me the shoddy work that people do these days. So I'm not going to rant for too long on that. Let's move on. So if you've been listening to the show, then you might know why I'm here. I was here for the Tunnel to Towers 5K. A 5K in which I have never, ever, I didn't even know what it was really. I knew it was a thing where people go run. But um, anyway, I, I got stuck here because of the fresh water tank falling to the ground. So I'm trying to fix it because there's not a mobile RV guy just hanging out in New Jersey, at least at this part of New Jersey. Um, I mean, we're a mile and a half from the World Trade Center across the river, the Hudson River, where Captain Sully, a.k.a. Tom Hanks, landed that plane that that time. That's a great movie, by the way, if you've never seen it. So um, based on a true story, I have to throw that in there in case you don't know. Um, So I got here Friday night last week and Saturday I did a dry run of trying to figure out how do I get on the subway from Jersey City. This is the only RV park within hours of downtown New York City. And it's with, like I said, it's like a mile and a half away from the World Trade Center. But you got to ride a train under the river to get in there. And I had to find the train station. I had to do all that stuff. And Amy is a nervous wreck, y'all. She's never been to a big city like this. Um, she's been through Houston in the truck, looked out the window. Um, you know, she's just not... 
she, she the challenges of these big cities are not her thing. She doesn't like it. She doesn't even like to go to Nashville. She's never even figured out Nashville. We'll be in Nashville. And she'll drive home separate from me for whatever reason we had to drive separate. And I'm always amazed at the route she took. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, you grew up here. What are you doing? She's like, oh, I don't know. So Amy in New York, she's just almost mad at me on my way up here. But we went anyway because she loves me and she knows it's all going to work out. And uh, we had good friends even warn us, hey, don't ride the subway, don't do nothing, don't do that. And I'm like, you know, I get it, but I've been here twice before on mission trips with Long Hollow. We worked with a church in Brooklyn, and we did a basketball camp and some different things. So um, every evening we would go out into Manhattan, and I kind of figured out that I can make it in Manhattan. A country boy, doesn't matter, I can make it. I may live next to acres and acres of corn and tobacco. But I can figure out New York City because I am an adventurer. I'm a, there's, there's two kinds of country people in my life. There's the country people that say, I ain't, I ain't lost nothing there. I ain't going there. I ain't interested in going there. And then there's the other country people that are curious and adventurous. And I'm in that category. I'm pretty curious and I'm pretty adventurous to, to leave the the hills and go into the big cities and, and experience it and get the heck out of there and go home so when this opportunity came up to do this tunnel to towers 5k i couldn't wait to sign up and of course it was an emotional decision if you've been listening to the show you'll know that you can go back and listen to whatever episode where i talk about new york a couple episodes back so i'll tell you how it went we went into town saturday well, I did the dry run without the family, and I figured out this is how we get there. All right, cool. Come back. Amy, it's safe. It's good. Um, I was on the train with women and children. You know, babies are on the train playing with toys, okay? So I'm pretty sure we're fine. Let's just go for it. So we got the seven-day subway pass because if we don't, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be $50 or $100 a ride just to get across the river. So... We got the very affordable train uh, seven-day pass, and man, we have had a blast. The fun started Saturday afternoon, and we went into New York City, and my kids, their eyes were just wide open, staring at the big, tall buildings, talking about Spider-Man was here and there, and Empire State Building. They already knew them. They said, oh, there's Empire State, there's that. You know, they play games and stuff, and so they know all about New York, and they've seen movies, and they were having a big time. Amy was pretty nervous, but she calmed down the more we went along. And even got to the point where she was helping me out on the subway, pointing out places. Hey, well, what about there? What Are we supposed to go that way? I'm like, oh, yeah, actually we are. So everything went good there. But it, Sunday morning is the 5K, very early. And she is not interested. By the way, some I done forgot the name of the tropical storm. But this storm showed up the same night we got here and it rained 58 degrees 60 degrees 61 degrees 58 degrees basically that was it the temperature stayed around 60 for four straight days and it rained pretty much non-stop it was cloudy we didn't never see the sun one time so i'm going to do this 5k sunday morning i wake up early i i make my way to the subway and i'm thinking to myself I haven't trained a bit. 
But I did notice that Saturday, with all the walking we did, it added up to 13 miles. I'm like, if I can walk 13 miles and be just fine, I can run three and a half or whatever it is. The 5K. I can run that. So, I have to take... I have to walk almost a mile to the train. Then I got to ride the train into New York. And I'm with people that looks like they're going to Tunnel to Towers. They're going to the race. So I just start following these people. And we walk down Wall Street. We're walking past the New York Stock Exchange on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. There it is. And there's Trump Tower. We're walking right past it. And we keep going. And by the way, this truck is bouncing me around. I'm driving through the streets of New Jersey still. This is probably illegal. But that's all right. I'm sure there's all kinds of illegal activity going on around here. New Jersey, New York. They're throwing people in to swim with the fishes somewhere right now. I ain't going to be worried about me on my phone doing a podcast. So I'm walking with this group of firefighters. Um people going to run these people look like real runners too and we get down to a pier and now we got to we got to ride a boat all the way across the east river is what they call that so now we got to go all the way across that and get over into brooklyn and we get over there and i'm like all right fine this is finally this is where we're going to start the race good i'm tired already i drank a protein shake and that's it and nope you got to walk and follow them flags until you get to the starting line. Okay. Well, I keep walking. And I think I walked another two miles. Just to get to the starting line. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Now I'm in the middle of Brooklyn. It's raining. It's cold. It feels cold. I'm pretty miserable, but I got a rain jacket on. The rain jacket, I always thought the frog tog rain jacket was good. But it sucks, friends. I'm here to tell you. I sat there. And I was wet down to the bone with my frog togs on. And I couldn't understand it. But I thought I bought a raincoat. But it turns out I didn't. And it took me standing in the rain in that same spot for two hours to realize I did not have a raincoat on. Oh, here comes the fire. uh, Like the fireman. Listen to this. That's right. You can tell him in the big city. That's authenticity right there on the podcast. So... On the cusp of getting run over by a fire truck in the middle of New Jersey. Trying to do a show here. Alright, so moving forward. Where was I? I'm standing, standing, standing for hours and hours. And all of a sudden I hear something. Speakers are kind of up and down this street. So you can listen to these speakers. and I mean actual like audio speakers. not, Not people talking. But people start talking somewhere in a microphone. And I'm hearing them. But I don't know where it is. Now there's a train cutting across from me. This might have been a bad idea. So I'm sitting there just waiting, waiting, waiting. And all of a sudden, here comes, I start pushing my way up with this huge crowd. This crowd's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We're on this road and we've got two fences on each side. And my favorite part of this whole thing was normally, you know, when I come up on on a on a 5K or something somewhere, I'm, I've done it in Nashville where I'm on a golf cart trying to pick up my group and I'm frustrated because I can't get past all these people and these fences and stuff. I have to take all these alternate routes. Well, now I'm the guy in the 5K looking at these 
these nerdy little dudes and bicycles trying to figure out how to get around the 5k and the funny thing to me is they're mad at us doing the 5k and i'm thinking about how many times i've been waiting on bicyclists to get out of the way or some bicycle marathon or whatever sickle what do you call that i don't know but a whole bunch of them people on bicycles in the way of me and they don't mind that for one, that one bit, you know. So I just thought, I just think there's a lot of irony there. There's been quite a few ironic things. Um, I'll interrupt myself for another ironic thing. Um, people with masks on holding on to the disgusting metal handles in the subway. Hey, man, if you're wearing a mask, you're clearly concerned about germs. But you're holding on to this dookie-ridden, germ-infested, nasty pole in the subway? You ain't got no problem with that. I'm seeing these people, they move their mask just enough so they can put their hand in there and wipe their mouth, which is like that, with the nasty... Oh! What's wrong with them? Anyway, that's that was ironic. So here I am. All of a sudden, I'm standing, I'm standing right here in Brooklyn. This race don't start till 9.30. I've been here since 6.45. Just standing here, standing here, standing here, standing here. And I, I got to admit, at this point, I was starting to wonder why I was doing this. And then I started to remember. Because there was people getting up and speaking about the survivors. that, Or saying that they were survivors from 9-11. And so-and-so, uh, you know, their uncle, their father, their husband, their friend passed away. And... Then they announced that 343 firefighters have died since 9-11 with 9-11 cancer. That means 343 firefighters died on 9-11. 343 have died since. There was one lady. Um, so we went to the appreciation dinner Saturday night before the Sunday morning race. And that was a very emotional night as well. Very patriotic, incredible night. And there was a lady there who got up and said she worked at a fire department in New York City with I think everybody that she worked with, their dad died as a result of 9-11. And then she named off like seven or eight firemen. All of their dads died either on the site of 9-11 when it happened or after with cancer. And all these guys were inspired to go do what their dads did. Become firemen. It was just very emotional. So I'm standing there and I'm feeling all the power of these stories. And Mayor Giuliani gets up and speaks. And it was great. And then um, you got uh, people are singing and doing different stuff. And someone's saying, God bless America. And everybody in the crowd, like I said, I'm packed. We're packed like sardines on this street. So there's people all around me. We're kind of almost holding each other up as we stand there in the rain. And I started to forget how nasty it was outside because they're singing. Everybody's singing God Bless America. And then they sing the national anthem and all of our hats come off in the rain. Hands over hearts. So much respect for this country. For those who have served, I mean, it was unbelievable. And that's when I started getting emotional. It was like, dude, th this is why I'm here. Okay. And um, 
By the way, I'm back at the RV park. I just pulled in here. I'm sitting in a parking spot for a minute, to do it, finishing my podcast. Just giving you an update. I, I've I've made it through the New Jersey traffic. So finally, they say go, and there's different waves. I didn't even know about that. I was supposed to be. I'm wave four. I was supposed to be wave four, but I'm in wave two somewhere. I've done made my way up in the wrong wave, and I don't know what I'm in. But everybody just starts moving along. And nobody's really running yet. We're all just kind of just grouped together, sort of walking fast. And then the the people that can't wait to take off running just take off. And they start running through everybody and around everybody. And nobody's mad at anybody, though. It's kind of interesting. Well, then we take this corner and we go downhill. And I'm, I'm jogging downhill like, oh, this ain't so bad, you know. And it's kind of opening up a little bit. Now we all got more room. And... um there is the tunnel i think the battery tunnel and i'm thinking we gotta go underneath that that huge river we just rode across oh my gosh well here we go at least i'll be out of the rain for a while so i get under there and now i'm starting to get hot because i've got a flannel shirt on i've got a raincoat on and i'm like i'm just leaving it on the heck with it i'm just gonna keep on jogging but I realized that there's two lanes. There's a walking lane and a running lane. And I, I'm really happy to see that option. So, you know, I've already been up for hours and hours. And I'm thinking I've already walked a lot. I think I'm going to get over here in the walking lane for just a little bit. And I did. I cheated. I'm sorry, friends. I, I did get over there. I saw more people were walking and running. And I thought, well, this isn't anything to be ashamed of, apparently. So I got over there and I, I caught my breath for a minute as I walked. And I will admit that during that time, I was just trying to just immerse myself in the moment of what's happening here. Because, I, by the way, I said the name wrong a couple podcasts back. It's Siller is the last name. Frank Siller. He created the Tunnels to Tower um, organization. And his brother, Stephen Siller, is the one, the fireman, who got out of the truck, stuck in the traffic, in the tunnel, and ran back to the Twin Towers, only for them to cave in on the guy. And he, he kind of captures the spirit of service and and what these firemen, police officers, were willing to do to save other people. And so we're in that tunnel, and somewhere in here, is where he got out. And I don't know exactly where, but I'm running along there and then walking along and then running and walking. And I'm kind of just doing a bit of both. And there's so many people around. It's just crazy. People everywhere going all the same direction. And it's just a bit overwhelming, to be honest with you. And all of a sudden, uh, by the way, an old man runs past me a very old man i mean this dude looks like he was my grandpa and i was just like what in the world that's it i gotta run i can't let that guy beat me so i i sped up a bit and i passed him because he wasn't running too fast but he was running jogging and i got up past him and i felt pretty good i was like there we go i'm gonna put some distance between me and old grandpa back there well that way i don't feel so bad if i pull over and 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 I finally realized I might walk again. So I got over here, walked. And I'm going to tell you, in no time, that grandpa passed me again. In the process, I did pass the Rutgers College basketball team. 
I'm telling you, they were seven foot tall dudes, all kind of just walking along, looked like they were pacing themselves there. Um, but they were in Rutgers, looked like uh, outfits, practice outfits. And they were all seven foot tall. So I know I ran past the Rutgers basketball team and that old man twice at this point because he passed me twice. So I had to go get him again. So um, my my competition would only fire up if I felt like I was just getting embarrassed by somebody who ran past me that looked like they should be faster than me. <laughs> so here I go. I keep going. Run, walk, run, walk. And there's the end of the tunnel. It took a half hour, I think, to get through this thing. I wasn't keeping exact track, but that's about how fast, how much, how long it took. We come out of the tunnel and oh my gosh, that's the view. Cause you can imagine September 11, 2001, Steven Siller runs out of that tunnel, looks up ahead and sees what he's never seen before. He didn't even know he, when he left his shift, the twin towers were standing, standing there like normal. Well, now they're just on fire both of them, and and he's going, I got to get it there, and I could see where they were, right next to the One World Freedom Tower there, and we just keep going, and there's 343 flags on my left, and on my right, there is servicemen and women holding up banners with a picture and a name of every single firefighter who died that day. I see a picture and a name, a picture and a name, picture and a name on the right side. On the left side, I'm seeing people holding and waving the flags. There's people high-fiving. I mean, it's crazy. I'm just going, oh my gosh, and I'm going uphill, so I'm trying to run now because there's no way I can walk when I see all this inspiration around me. And I keep running, and I'm thinking we'll be right up there to the tower soon, and we'll stop. No, not at all the case. We're going to go down here by the river, the Hudson River, and we're going to run around it and keep going and then come all the way back. So I just kept jogging, kept on moving, and gave it my all for that last push there. And at one point, I remember looking over to my left, and I'm in this group of runners, and I look to my left, and there's the Statue of Liberty. And I'm just blown away. I'm not emotional at this point. I'm exhausted. But I can't believe I'm here experiencing this. And then I come around and there's the finish line. And right away I look around and I spot. There's probably a couple hundred, a hundred yards or so before I get to the finish line. I spot some guys who speed up like they think they're going to get there before me. I take it personal. Because, you know. I grew up watching Michael Jordan, so I take it personal. So I start going real fast to beat these guys who think they're going to go fast and beat everybody. Now, look, we're in the middle of the pack. We're not beating anybody significant, but we just look around and see who we're against, and we're just going against each other. And right at the last second, like Lightning McQueen, like a NASCAR finish, I mean, I just barely got got in front of one guy there. And that that seven-year-old grandpa guy, he knew then who was a, who was boss. I'm just messing. All right. Now, I wasn't the old guy, but it was some guys that seemed like they had some, one last gasp, and I got them both. I was pretty happy about that. But um, once I was done, I'm following this whole herd of people 
all through New York. We're still moving, walking. I don't even know. Where are we going? I don't even know where we're going to go. I'm just going with them. And I'm just moving along there and thinking about getting me a Coke somewhere or something. I don't even know. I'm hungry. I don't know what to do. It's it's 10 something. It's almost 1030 now, but it ain't even lunch. But it, I, I'm ready. And then I followed some smoke. I smelled some grilling stuff. And there's just masses and hordes of people gathered around these tables. And these guys are making these burgers and hot dogs. And I'm thinking, that's where I'm going. But in order to get there, you got to get past the banana table. Now, I don't like bananas myself. But everybody there wanted a banana. And the guy that was giving out the bananas wanted everybody to have a banana. He was very serious about it. Hey, get a banana. Get over here. Get your banana. It's good for you. And he's yelling at me because I'm standing there waiting in line, the same line that gets to the burger table. And he's a, have a banana. I said, no, sir, I'm good. Have a banana. No, I think I'm all right. I don't want to take a banana. I should have took one, but I refused. I ain't going to take a banana. I don't want one. Finally, I said, no. He goes, all right, it'd be good for you. And he starts yelling at him, have a banana. And I'm just, I'm mad now at that guy. Who, who does he think he is telling me? He's trying to help me out. I don't know. I I had moments where I really felt like I've become a bona fide New Yorker. And this was one of them. So now here we are. We're cramming all up. Now I got a New Yorker guy behind me and his wife. And he's not liking this line. He's getting mad. He's looking ahead. He's shorter than, way shorter than I am. And he's like looking around me and stuff. He's like, he's like, is this the line? This the line? And I'm like, yeah, this, this is the line, man. And he's like, you sure? And I go, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, I'll be back. He tells his wife, he's like, you stay here. And he goes down and he comes back. He goes real like defeated. He goes, it's the line. And she's, she's just like kind of okay with it, whatever. She seems gentle and sweet like Amy. I don't know if she's from New York. I'm not really sure about that, but I know he is. And he's like irritated. The line's not moving. He's looking around. There's hordes of people everywhere. They're all smashing their way up to that table around us. And so the line seemingly doesn't matter here. And this guy behind me don't like it one bit. And he starts telling me, he says, hey, we can't have this. We can't have this. We got to push our way up there. And I go, yeah, yeah, I know. But there's people in front of me, you know. And he's like, like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And he's like pushing, pushing. And this guy makes a big old... I, I don't know how to say it. It's like a big old aluminum thing of burgers. And every time he gets a batch of them, he puts puts them between bread and swings around and holds them out. And people just jam their hands in this thing and start snagging burgers. Like kids grabbing cookies and in a kindergarten class or something you know it's crazy and i'm like seeing this and it freaks me out because i'm a germaphobe man i i I don't want no germs i don't wear no mask but i I, i'm i'm a hand sanitizing guy and i'm sitting here looking at this i got sanitizer in my pocket right now but now i can't sanitize my burger but here i don't care i'm so hungry and this guy's got me fired up we're a team and he's like next time it's finished this is the same guy as the banana guy. I know. I, I can only do the voice one way. I was, next time it's finished, we move up and we get it. And I'm like, all right, we're watching, we're watching, we're watching. The guy swings around with the burgers. There's like eight people in, like around in front of me. 
women, children. We're like, we're shoving them out. We're just forcing our way in. This guy, I'm going with him. And we're like fighting and hands slapping in, reaching in there. People are snagging them. I reach under one, move one out of the way because I don't want to get one that somebody's touched, right? And I just snag one from the bottom, yank it out of there. And I mean, the guy that's holding the basket of burgers starts yelling at us. He's like, hey, what about the women and children here? Yeah, pushing the women and children out of the... What about the women and children? Like, we're shoving them out. I'm George Costanza in this all the way in, snagging my burger. I don't even talk to the guy ever again. I start running. I'm out of there. And I'm holding the thing, like, to my chest, you know, just like like a football, just trying to get out of there. And I'm taking bites as I go, just trying to eat. I'm, like, hungry. I'm like, I love cheese on it. I love mustard. I love all, like, nothing. I got nothing. It was the best burger of my life. Oh, my gosh. I never saw that guy again. Um, him and his wife, I, I guess they got one. Well, then I went around the corner, and there was a table full of burgers and hot dogs that nobody had found yet that was wide open. And I walked up to that one real, real easy, you know. And I was like, are y'all, are these free for us? And she says, yes, they are. And I went, wow. And so I, I was hungry still, so I grabbed one of them, flipped it over, put mustard on it. I, I went through, I was like, what an idiot I was. I just fought like crazy for that table around the corner and uh ate a burger that but that second burger i'm gonna tell y'all it wasn't near as good as that first one i grabbed i don't know what made me just not care but i went for it and it was a blast 